Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. And today here on the podcast, we are going to talk about the rules of the house. I don't know about you, but I have oftentimes wondered why in the world does Missouri have a supermajority of Republicans and we seem to have such a difficult time passing Republican looking things. And I know that or I feel like there's a lot of chaos in the government um, and the lawmaking process. It's really unclear. It seems complicated. And I just, you know, can't figure it out. Why why we just can't seem to get good Republican things accomplished? Well, there's multiple answers to that question. But one of the answers to that problem is the House Rules. And you're probably thinking, well, I don't even know what the house rules are. And what does that exactly mean? Well, what that means is our Missouri House of Representatives and our Missouri Senate, they operate by a set of rules, just like your house operates by a set of rules, the things that you expect, you know, your kids have certain expectations. Maybe you've written them out or maybe it's just understood but they, you have rules of your house. You have house rules, things that are expected. Your kids get certain privileges when they fulfill certain responsibilities, or maybe they have consequences when they exhibit certain behaviors. Uh, maybe you have routines where you expect everybody to be in church on Sunday morning or, you know, a Bible study on Thursday nights or whatever the case may be. You have a set of expectations and a set of rules uh, that you live by, such is the case in our legislature. Now, the Missouri House and the Missouri Senate have different sets of rules. They operate and they function very differently. We'll talk about the Senate in the future. Today, we're going to focus on the House. The House rules are really just written to be a chaotic mess. And what's interesting about the rules is that your legislator, your representative, the guy that you put into office, you assume that he has the ability to influence policy, decision-making, that he's going to have a voice in the process of bills becoming a law. And unfortunately, many, many times, if not most of the time, that just isn't the case. Each of these individual representatives represent about 30,000 Missouri citizens. Uh, there are around 163 or 64 House districts. That means there's that many representatives. 
And unfortunately, they don't all have a voice and they don't all have influence in how laws are passed through the house. And you may say, well, you know, why is that? Well, they write their own rules. Now that's the interesting part. The house rules are written so that the speaker and leadership has all the power. But who writes the rules? Well, the representatives themselves vote on the rules. They're the ones in charge of the rules and they can actually change the rules at any time if they so choose. But the rules, as they're written right now, heavily, heavily give favor. (laughs) And when I say heavily, I'm going to explain that, but it is so drastic. It's ridiculous. Uh, The Speaker of the House and the House leadership basically have all the power. If you're not the Speaker or leadership in the House, you basically have nothing. (laughs) Um, Some, I've even heard people say, you know, there's really not even uh, much reason to be a representative if you're not the speaker and your only mission as a representative is to try to get to be the speaker or to try to be the speaker's best friend. So let me tell you some specifics about how this actually works. Uh, When your legislator actually files legislation, files a bill that they would like to see become law, uh, those filings are made, most of them are made actually beginning December 1st. That's when pre-filing starts. Now our legislative session starts the first week of January and goes to the middle of May. That's when our legislators are actually in Jefferson City at the Capitol. But they start filing bills December 1st prior to the start of the session each year. That's called pre-filing. So bills are given a number according to the order that they're filed in. And a a regular type bill is given um, the number like HB for House Bill and then one, two, three. So we've got HB1, HB2, so on and so forth. They get numbered in order, and then when session starts, um, they get referred to a committee. Now this is one part that is given, one responsibility that's given to the speaker. He is responsible for referring the bills to a committee. And it's written... um, It is required that he refers all of the bills, but he can do them as he wishes. He can refer them as he wishes. And if he wants to wait until the last day of session to refer that bill to a committee, then that's his prerogative. So if there's a bill that the speaker just does not want to move anywhere or at all, he just holds on to it, does nothing, lets it basically die on his desk. So... The speaker gets to choose which committee the bills go to. Okay, well, that doesn't sound so bad. But the next part of that is the speaker also gets to choose who is on which committees. So the speaker chooses who's on the committees. The speaker also chooses who gets to be the chair of each committee. Now, The chair of each committee has great authority within that committee. They choose which bills actually get heard in committee. Just because speaker refers a bill to the committee, it doesn't mean that it will definitely be heard. The committee chair gets to choose. So the speaker 
chooses the committee chair. Well, if I were the speaker, and most likely if you were the speaker too, you're going to choose people for those positions that you trust, that you like, who maybe they've given you campaign donations. Maybe they've shown you support in other ways. Maybe they've supported legislation of yours. Maybe they've come alongside you and worked with you to get legislation passed or whatever the case may be. Could be a variety of different things. But the speaker is definitely not going to choose chairs for the committee if he doesn't like you. So this sets up a system, sort of an unwritten system in the House that our representatives are greatly desiring favor from one man, the speaker. They're greatly desiring to be um, in his inner circle. Whether that means I'm going to get there by way of financial contributions, maybe favors, maybe we're going on vacation together, maybe I just like you, maybe it's just a, a trusting relationship that we've had for several years. Whatever the case may be, the representatives want to be on the inner circle of the speaker so that they can gain more power and more influence themselves. Now, that's not always a bad thing. I truly believe the many of the representatives I know want to gain that power and they want to gain that influence for good reason. They want to do good things. They have passions, um, passion projects and issues that are close to their heart that they want to try to make a difference on. And they know that the way to do that is to be close and be have a favorable relationship with a speaker. So the speaker chooses the committee members and he chooses the committee chair. The speaker also chooses which bills go to which committee. Now, if it happens that you were a chair and you somehow fall out of favor with the speaker, then oftentimes what happens is you see the bills that are coming to your committee, they sort of seem to change. They're not as important anymore. They're bills that people don't really care about very much. So there's this internal system set up in the Missouri House that really elevates the speaker to a level that's just, honestly, I think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that one man has so much power over the lawmaking ability that our legislature has. Um, he also, the speaker also has um, other points of power that he holds as the bill works through the process. Um, each bill goes through a, what's called a standing committee. And then after it passes through, if it gets through that standing committee, the bill goes back to the speaker. And the speaker gets to hold it again. The speaker can hold it that time for two legislative weeks or for 10 legislative days, which ends up being about two and a half weeks. Our legislative days are only Monday through Thursday. So 10 legislative days is equal to about two and a half weeks. The speaker can hold that bill until it goes on to the next step, which is another committee, a rules committee. And again, the speaker decides which rules committee it goes to. The speaker chooses 
the members of the Rules Committee and the chair of the Rules Committees. So the speaker has um, tremendous influence in the way the, the bill flows through the process. And truly, um, it's just, it's set up that way. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but it has been that way for many, many years. In fact, so long that our representatives now really don't see any other option. Now, I happen to know there is another option, and we'll talk about that in a future podcast. But um, it's just really a very slanted system weighted so far to the speaker's favor. And that really sets up the whole system for manipulation and um, for nefarious things to happen because they're in a position where they need to gain favor with the speaker. And that's also the case for the lobbyists. The lobbyists also want to gain favor with the speaker. Um, it all hinges, what happens in the House all hinges on what the speaker wants. Now, once the bill goes through the process of the committees and all of that, and it comes out actually onto the House floor for debate, now that's the point at which you would assume that if your representative uh, had something to say or wanted to stand up and speak and give his opinion and try to influence the debate in any way, you would assume that your representative is able to do that. But actually, that's not the case either. The rules of the House say that regardless of who stands to be recognized on the floor, when a representative wants to speak on an issue, they literally stand up and move to the microphone that's assigned to them, and they have to wait there to be recognized by the speaker. But guess what? If the speaker doesn't want to recognize them, he doesn't have to. We literally have representatives in some cases who stand for hours waiting to be recognized and the speaker refuses. So not only does he have power in the process of the way the bills move through the system, he also regulates and manipulates the debate on the floor. So this is a huge problem. It makes it very difficult for anything to actually get accomplished in the House if you're not in a favorable position with the Speaker. And that is a lot of power for one man to have. It's too much power even for a good man to have. This is supposed to be a representative Uh, a democratic republic where our representatives are actually able to represent you. And unfortunately, because of the House rules, that doesn't happen like it should. That's just one little nugget about the House rules. And we are going to talk more about it tomorrow. But I just want to uh, thank you for joining me. Joining me, I want to encourage you today that regardless of what our circumstances look like or what the House rules are, or the Senate rules, or anything else, um, my God is bigger than all of that. And I'm reminded that in the book of Nehemiah, he used a pagan king to accomplish his purposes. So while we uh, stand and contend for righteousness and work toward having a set of house rules that reflect that, we're going to remember that our God, the creator of the universe, works through all circumstances, even through pagan kings. If my God can speak through a donkey, he can definitely use the speaker of the house. 
So I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and I'll be back here tomorrow and we'll talk more about the house rules. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.